WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program. I'm Roger Bouchard. I'm here every day with our uh, program. Sometimes we have a guest. Sometimes we don't. We have guests for the next couple of days. And uh, we welcome back uh, to our microphones uh, Alan Waters running for Congress in the 1st Congressional District. We have two districts here in Rhode Island. We're one of those states that, um, well, some states have like, uh, you know, like 25 uh, congressmen. And some states only have one. We've got two districts. And uh, in the 1st Congressional District, we have um, David Cicilline, who is uh, holding the office, and Alan Waters, who is challenging him. And uh, we've got an interesting uh, contest going on there in the 2nd uh, Congressional District with um, Mr. Langevin deciding to step down and uh, letting uh, Seth Magazina decide to leave the governor's race and go over to the congressional race. And uh, challenged by uh, the former mayor of Cranston, Alan Fung. Today, it's the 1st Congressional District. Woonsocket is in that district. Here on the, um, what we'd call the eastern side of the state, Woonsocket, going right down to Newport. And Alan Waters is with us. Hi, welcome back to our microphones. Roger, thank you so much for inviting me back. Uh, It's such a pleasure in this uh, crisp uh, spring day and uh, glad to come up uh, to Woonsocket uh, from Providence. This is the second visit of uh, Alan to the program. And... um, uh, if you're a Cicilline supporter, yeah, we always have uh, the invitation out to uh, to uh, David. He may or may not uh, accept uh, an invitation. Maybe he thinks that uh, he's um, so um, comfortable uh, in his uh, race that he doesn't um, need to need to come up here and uh, talk about his uh, reelection. Uh, talking about David Cicilline, are you planning to uh, at least? offer a a challenge to uh, meet him on the issues? Well, you know, we're going to see how we do because if all of a sudden um, I look like I'm uh, going to uh, maybe even overtake him, that's possible. You know, we still have time in this race. Um, If he'll, I want him to want to debate me and uh, then I'll make that decision, you know, because uh, he's a shark. Uh, He's a double talker and you know he can uh, he can spin him. I'm just a regular American guy trying to uh, do the best for Rhode Island and the American people. Let's find out how regular you are, because for our listeners who may not have heard the first interview uh, with uh, Alan Waters, uh, we like to get a little biographical sketch, as we will with our guest tomorrow, who uh, is running for uh, governor. But um, special guest, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very special. And thank guest. you for uh, helping us uh, set it up. <laughs> okay. Hey, give us some. Um, uh, and Alan Waters' uh, biographical sketch, and make it long enough so I can go out to the microwave and get my coffee, because I already know a little bit about it. Alan Waters, tell me about yourself. Well, thank you very much, Roger. Uh, I'm Alan Waters. I'm a Republican candidate for uh, Congress in the 1st Congressional District, running to replace David Cicilline. Uh I'm from Providence, born and raised, uh, fourth generation uh, some of my uh, people, my ancestors that came to Rhode Island, at least in the late 1800s. And so uh, we have roots here. Uh, I'm a graduate of Providence Public Schools, K-12, through uh, classical 1973, University of Rhode Island, homegrown, home educated, and uh, spent a career in financial services uh, as an investment consultant. I'm 66. Uh, don't mess with my Social Security. I'll tell you, when I go to Congress, I'll help protect your Social Security as well. And uh, I'm a father of uh, five, three teenagers at home. So I got, I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a hardworking family man who wants to help our country, Roger. All right. With, uh, incidentally, it's a talk show. So if you would like to uh, speak with uh, Alan uh, Waters, ask him a, a question about his candidacy, uh, you're welcome to do that. 
And uh, the number is, it always is every day. And has been since, uh, you know, we've been here since 1954, Alan. Uh, not me personally. <laughs> uh, but um, I uh, thought I saw your picture <laughs> on the wall. Uh, so open the shop up. Right. It's a, there's a, it's, I'm an oldie but goodie, that's for sure. <laughs> but it, our phone number has been the same since 1954. At that time, it's called Poplar 90600. Right now, it's just uh, 7690600 if you'd like to uh, chat with um, Alan. Now, we're going to talk about schools uh, as our first question before we take our first break. And uh, one of the things that, that uh, you're an advocate for, and we have a talk show host here at the radio station who is also a big advocate for school choice. So you've got uh, our afternoon drive guy, Larry Poitras, uh, has been talking about school choice for um, 20, 25 years. And uh, you're right on this uh, sub- subject. Well, uh, why, uh, why school choice? Well, first of all, I just believe that we need diversity in education, as in uh, choices. Uh, I believe in publicly funded uh, school choice, so that I believe that money uh, that we're going to invest in children, whether it's from the city uh, to the countryside, and uh, there's plenty of evidence out there that not all uh, public schools fit the student. Uh, but students certainly uh, will thrive in the right environment. So I believe in charter schools, uh, private schools. Uh, but most importantly, I again, I'm a, I'm a student of uh, Providence Public Schools, and I believe in them most of all. But in order to make better public schools, you need competition. They need to be able to sell that their schools are working for all the students, and more students are actually getting the education so that they can compete not only in our country, but throughout the world, there's so many people that uh, value education. Something's happened to us in Rhode Island. Our school system, our, overall, our public schools are ranked uh, the top of the bottom half. And, and, Roger, why in a small state, 40 by 50 miles, why can't we be in the top quartile at least? Why do we have to be the bottom? We have to break up that cabal of uh, teachers' unions, uh, Democratic uh, uh, elected puppets in the state house. Uh, the superintendents and even the Rhode Island uh, Department of Higher Education, uh, they're all together in failure. We can do better here, Roger. And uh, so I get it perfectly clear, though, you would be in favor of private and religious schools. Um, like we have a very strong Catholic regional school system here in Woonsocket. Uh, you, you wouldn't have any objection to having parents have uh, their education at that school fund? Not at all. Just because uh, they they might be teaching a class in religion doesn't mean the state is advocating religion. Uh, But if that's where the parents think that their child will uh, uh, thrive and and do their best, uh, then uh, I certainly uh, say that all schools should be open to school choice. Ellen Waters... <clears throat> is with us. We have a caller online. We'll uh, check in with them, see uh, what kind of a question they have for you, Alan. Then we'll move on to uh, another uh, topic for Congress. Hello. Wh- what do you Hi. want to say? What's your question? He's running for federal office, right? Yes, he's running for Congress, I, yes. I, I've agreed with the, what he said, but that's on a state level. What are you going to do on a federal level to prove you're a real Republican, not a rhino? I want to know that we're, what you're going to do. What are your five most important subjects to put this country back on the right track? All right. Thank you, caller. I don't know if we'll cover uh, well, five of them, but um, you can take them off the top or I can give them to you. I don't know. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. Um, first of all, uh, I believe that the Department of Education in the United States uh, is not in the Constitution, and we should be pushing back education locally. And so, therefore... In, One of the things we need to do is cut back the expense of the federal government. And one of the, uh, on my chopping block is the Department of Education. We need to have that go away. Or at least in a smaller sense, it's nice to know that they they might be keeping score so people, uh, our local school system can uh, compare themselves. But it shouldn't be uh, top down anything. It should be education's local. All right, um, and I think uh, he uh, he w- was thinking that um, that because you're running for federal office that you should only talk about uh, federal issues. But even before we got on the air, uh, we agreed that you would talk about uh, some issues that 
maybe don't necessarily uh, fall into the category of federal issues, but we want to hear what you think about them anyway. Well, uh, what, I don't want to be trapped, Roger, because that's, uh, to me, uh, a typical... Uh, if you just want to keep things the status quo, right? I'm running for federal office, so I should be dealing with those issues. Wait a minute, I vote in the city of Providence. I'm concerned about the people in my neighborhood. I'm concerned about what's going on in the state house. And I will use my office to be able to continue to fight for the people when I come home. So, yes, it's about the federal government. There's so much work to do there. But we need leaders in the state of Rhode Island to push this state forward because, as you know, our business friendliness ranking is one of the lowest. Our infrastructure is one of the lowest. Our education is at the bottom. Housing, you just keep going. Matter of fact, to be a doctor, Rhode Island has the, the lowest rating, like the lowest rated state to have a medical practice in the United States. There's so much work to do. I will speak loudly for the people of Rhode Island on the federal level, and I certainly will kick up some sin on the local level. Uh, looking at the Constitution, uh, I'm interested in the First Amendment, uh, and a lot of people are interested in the Second Amendment uh, uh, concerning, uh, you know, private uh, ownership of guns and things like that. So um, do you have any um, any thoughts on, on those uh, two amendments and, and safeguarding them uh, into the future? Yes. Let's start at two and then go to one. I believe we have a God-given right to defend ourselves, our family, our property, uh, and God forbid we would have to uh, protect our community. Uh, I believe uh, in a constitutional carry. I also have a license to carry in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, and uh, I'm not a big advocate of firearms, but I, as in I'm not an enthusiast, but I do want to know that if I need to protect myself and my family and my property, then uh, um, I think that you should too. All right. What about the First Amendment? Well, you know, uh, we can. It's it's nice that uh, Elon Musk uh, is trying to or is taking over Twitter, uh, and 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 I think that's uh, symbolic that uh, we've had high tech uh, companies and social media companies use uh, censorship under the uh, guise of private ownership when they have a, um, uh, uh, a town square. And uh, that's not right. I mean, whether you like Trump, tolerated Trump or hated Trump, to take a sitting president and knock him over a social platform, knock him off a social platform, that's one of the worst things that can happen. But one more thing, Roger. You know, one of the reasons why we're losing America is because on college campuses, uh, they practice a form of uh, uh, censorship. And uh, this is what I believe. There was just recently, um, uh, Alan West was in Florida, now in Texas. He's running for governor. He was on a um, University of Buffalo campus. And the left leftist students harassed him. Police had to escort him off the campus. And the student, the conservative student that invited him, they, they were chasing her around. She had to hide in a, uh, a bathroom stall. This has to stop in America. So this is what I believe. I believe that no federal funds should go to any college or university if they don't protect and defend the First Amendment on their campus. And two, they're a nonprofit, so they shouldn't be pushing one ideology over another. And if they do, they should lose their not-for-profit status. You know, I was just wondering um, <clears throat> if um, Rhode Island news media is giving you a fair shake in this um, in this campaign. I know you're here, so I'm, I'm. I guess I'm asking the question from other sources. Have you gotten into print much? Have you been invited anywhere to um, to talk, or, or do you just have to do your own campaigning on your own and finance it on your own? Well, you know, that's an interesting. Qu that is very interesting, and since I ran a statewide race. I was the Republican candidate who ran against uh, Jack Reed in 2020. I got 33% of the vote, and for a, a white-collar working-class guy, that's not bad. And I, I actually jumped in uh, the race. People said I was leading Jack Reed for the people who, those old-fashioned people who actually go and vote in person on Election Day. Uh, but we know the rest of the story. Once those paper ballots got counted across, not in Rhode Island, but across the land, something happened. We're not supposed to talk about that, right? Because you could get canceled. No. No, no, no. There was, 
you know, just in Rhode Island, when you think about it, let me just pause for Rhode Island. When you have in Rhode Island the fact that you have uh, Democrats and uh, p- political ideology that wants to permanently uh, keep notaries off uh, the uh, mail-in ballot so there's no witness, and then an X is a form of official legal signature in Rhode Island, and we have um, what we call a ballot harvesting is legal, and there's lock, there's uh, drop boxes everywhere. What could go wrong, Roger? What could go wrong? Anyway, the um, uh, media doesn't pay attention to me because if they pay attention to me, I will win. And most of the uh, media uh, and the and the reporters, uh, they work basically. They're a um, arm of the Democratic Party. They're arm of the liberal power structure, and uh, you know I'm one of the most dangerous uh, politicians uh, in Rhode Island. Because I'm a black Republican, and um, and what does black have to do with it? Black has to do with this. I'm uh, I speak up, I speak loudly, and I'm not tied to the uh, umbilical cord of the Democratic Party, so I can't speak up for the peoples in the city in one socket in Providence that uh, need more. And the Democratic Party and the liberals have let a lot of people down, including a lot of poor whites, right? Because uh, why did Trump win? Because the Democratic Party had abandoned the white working class. So if uh, Rhode Island news media hasn't been attentive to you, uh, how are you going to get the message? You get some dollars to buy some TV ads or something? Well, I, I had been, have been raising money. I've uh, a couple of the uh, Roger, uh, uh, I've had uh, some uh, folks... Uh, Dave Levesque, who owns Brood Awakenings, has given me a couple of fundraisers. We had Sean Pache of um, uh, Center Dale Revival Company. Uh, both wonderful men have helped me. Uh, I've had others. Uh, money is coming in, uh, but uh, May is uh, money month, and I need to raise the type of money so I can put ads on your radio, Roger. So I want to I plug it right now. Uh, please make an uh, online contribution to Allen R. Waters. That's A-L-L-E-N-R. My middle name is Rodney Waters, one T, dot com. Uh, and if you uh, want to do it the old-fashioned way, it's uh, send it to the Waters Committee, P.O. Box uh, uh, 40565, Providence. And that is 02940. If you're a congressman, man, we're going to take a break for commercials. But uh, let's, get to, um, let's get to the Ukraine and um, and find out uh, what um, Alan Waters uh, says about this. I realize that um, one congressman cannot uh, dictate or change American policy, but uh, you must have some thoughts about this uh, terrible war going on there. Well, certainly uh, we know that uh, our, our Russia is full of lies and they're aggressor. Uh, but I certainly believe that we cannot be the world's policemen. We've tried it over and over and over again. And, of course, with Russia, since they're a world power that has uh, nuclear uh, arms, we do have to be careful. Uh, And also to continue to borrow uh, a lot of money uh, for the Ukrainians, we have to be prudent with that to make sure it actually goes to the Ukrainians. Because sometimes, you know, they say they're borrowing money and the next thing they're going to be talking about uh, some climate change initiative that happens to be in the bill to fund the Ukrainians. So you got to you got to watch what they're doing out there. Uh, But that said, um, you know, there's plenty of things in America that we need to take care of because we need to take care of our own borders, Roger. How can you have a president of the United States that lets over two million people? And in that, that must be some criminals, terrorists, spies. Uh, you know, Winsocket is a place of migration of people from all over the world. And so, therefore, I believe in immigration. But just fill out the paperwork. We should have that. That's for safety. All right, so you uh, drifted from Ukraine to uh, to the border uh, border crisis going on in, in the country, and and I would think that um, if you were elected, uh, that you'd try to reverse that flow of uh, illegals into the country. I'm getting that impression. I don't want to lead you on. Uh, the answer is uh, this should not be happening. We should have uh, immigration reform. Uh, immigrants help grow. America, but illegal immigration, unfettered immigration, unfiltered immigration is dangerous for the American people. But wait, just think, uh, I, 
when you think about uh, uh, black Americans and many Latinos, they vote very highly for the Democratic Party. I'm talking about citizens voting. And you have a party that is having people from all over the world come compete for jobs and housing uh, and health care. Uh, you, you know, if you go to a city hospital, they're filled and it's hard to uh, get serviced. And all of these things are like, well, what kind of party that you, if you're going to vote for them, actually is trying to hurt you? And so, therefore, yes, we need to uh, uh, make sure that we uh, uh, guard the border. Uh, walls can be physical, but walls can just be people. But walls can also be an attitude and a process. And the president of the United States is basically saying, come one, come all. Don't fill up your paperwork. Cheat. Break the law. It's okay. We need somebody uh, better at the helm so that uh, the people of the world know that you just got to follow our rules. When we uh, come back from our break, we'll be talking about what uh, Alan calls the fair tax. Uh, I uh, want him to explain that, uh, and he's quite prepared to do that. We'll be talking about um, veterans. We'll be talking about uh, college education, higher education, and a bunch of other topics. Alan Waters is with us. Congressional candidate, first congressional district beyond the ballot in November. And uh, he wants to replace David Cicilline. Woonsocket Rotary Club, busy raising funds. The Woonsocket Rotary Club takes great pride in welcoming you to the 2022 Project Charities Raffle. 100% of the profit is to support Woonsocket Rotary Club charities, and winning tickets will be drawn on Tuesday, June 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Kay's Restaurant, 1013 Cass Ave, right here in the great city. A maximum of 400 tickets will be sold for $50 each, and ticket holders are eligible for grand prize of $3,000. Second prize of $1,000. Third prize of $500, as well as five prizes, each of $50. Winners will be announced at 8 p.m. on WNRI, 1380 a.m. and 99.9 FM. Attendance is not required to win, so get your tickets here at WNRI Radio. Some of the local great organizations supported by the Rotary Club include the Museum of Working Culture, St. Anne's Arch and Cultural Center, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and the Milk Fund. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Remember, we have luncheons Monday through Friday starting at noontime, $5.99 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu or honey jack chicken or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy, Check out the Stella Rosa collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple, to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light for Open Daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. All right, one more ad here before we get back to our guest, Alan Waters, congressional candidate. And right now we want to tell you that our good friends at the Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue are um, busy with all kinds of workshops. Um, we have some coming up in the month of June we just want to tell you that if you want to learn how to make beer at home, you can. They have a two-pot beer making class coming up uh, on June 5th and June 12th. You can call uh, the Honey Shop and get details on that. We have uh, the foraging excursions that we're going to have uh, throughout the spring. 
And uh, we'll tell you about that. Uh, but uh, basically, this is a, a way to explore the world of wild, edible plants that are out there. And you can pick them and, um, and, and cook with them and enjoy them. We have winemaking classes coming up in June. When the strawberries uh, come into bloom, we'll be making strawberry wine and blueberry and blackberry um, wines appropriately as uh, they come into season. We are the Honey Shop. Yes, we are a, uh, a very nice place uh, to, uh, to buy food, including those who are on the keto diet. Um, we have keto uh, things that you can buy. Uh, we have the uh, pancake mix and so forth. And instead of 30 carbohydrates uh, for a pancake, how about two or three? That's, a, that's quite a difference, right? The keto... Uh, products and we also have um a lot of other uh, great products including i mean we're called the honey shop so obviously our honey is great grade honey honey shop 1300 park avenue woonsocket rhode island let's get back to the upfront program you're listening to wnri's upfront a radio internet talk show now let's get back to the panel. Hey, Mr. Candidate for Congress, Alan Waters, how you doing over there? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. Always a pleasure to be here talking to my man Roger. <laughs> right, let's get to uh, this fair tax thing. I, I was on your uh, website. I checked that out, and I, I didn't uh, quite understand uh, understand that. Is something that would help me? Uh, it's going to help you. It's going to help uh, the American people. It's a uh, rocket fuel. Uh, for the economy. So uh, part of my uh, platform is tax reform. Uh, before I speak to uh, on the fair tax, I'd like to say I signed uh, the pledge. I call it the Grover Norquist Pledge for the Americans for Tax Reform, org. Uh, as the next congressman for the state of Rhode Island, I pledge not to raise federal income taxes. And so that's very important because what we need to do is have uh, legislatures in a Congress that actually is fiscally responsible, have fiscal responsibility. And, you know, we need to cut expenses, not keep uh, taking more money from the American people. So we need work. But let's talk about the Fair Tax Act, F-A-I-R Act. It's H.R. 25 for those who want to go on the Internet and do a search. H.R. 25 will bring you to it. Uh, you'll be able to read about it. But let me tell you what it is. Um, it is replace the federal income tax with a national 23% retail, that's a federal retail sales tax on only new goods and services, not used goods and services, not at somebody's um, yard sale. We're just talking about new goods and services. Re uh, rebate the sales tax up to the poverty level. For everybody eligible, whether you have a million dollars or you're working on twenty-five or $30,000. Uh, if you're single, married, uh, married with children, uh, there's a, a grid there. So let me give you an example. I have a family of five. Uh, we would get about $747 a month, not based on need, but just based on qualification because we're a married family of five. And that would have offset that cost. So up to the poverty level so it doesn't hurt the poor. The poor in one socket. You would in the working class in Winsocket and the struggling middle class in Winsocket, so it doesn't hurt us. But think about this. If there's no, Roger, if there's no federal income tax for businesses, if there's no federal income tax for uh, personal income tax, then we don't need the IRS. Close the IRS. And so uh, in America, the 16th Amendment was enacted in 1913, where America decided they wanted to have an income tax, maybe to pay for the First World War. Probably made promises. It was a tax the rich scheme and make promises, but look what happened to us. You haven't lived in America until you've been harassed by the IRS, right? That letter comes in the mail, and, uh, you know... I've always been struggling middle class, Roger, and I remember you make a little bit more money, all of a sudden you get thrown in another bracket, and you think you're having money back, and now you're scrambling because you owe money. How about that all going away? That's what I call liberty. That's what I call freedom, Roger. Now, where did you uh, come across this? I mean, you were, I'm, I'm sure at one time, you just, um, on April 15th, paid your taxes, 
and accepted the system as it was. Well, well this is not the same system that you're advocating. Uh, no, this is make what all the pain that we have every April 15th, or, and for those who have to do quarterly income tax and all the small businessmen and women who might be listening to this broadcast, you will have to pay no more federal income taxes. We will pay for America at the cash register. The movement, the fair tax movement's over 20 years old, but this isn't just pie in the sky. These are lit- it's literally a bill in Congress this cycle, and in the last cycle, it's uh, when they have a sponsor in the U.S. Senate, it's S eighteen. So this is something that just needs they just table it. They put in ways and they don't see it right because uh, there's so many people that want to be able, especially look at the. The uh, president of the United States, Joe Biden, wants to g- give the IRS more money to have more agents to bother us. We want, I want that all to go away for the American people. So it's real. And as the next congressman for the state of Rhode Island, I'm going to use my political chips, whether I do it in the first term or the second term, to bring that out to a vote. Because Americans like it. Politicians hate it. And that would also, Roger, quickly... That would end a lot of corporate welfare and would order a lot of crony capitalism because they couldn't bury all these favors for major corporations in the tax code. There wouldn't be a tax code. We've got a lot of ground to cover, so we're going to move on to some other issues. Uh, we ran a story, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, Boston University tuition, I think it was like uh, $62,000 a year. And then with a room and board, uh, 84000 Times four, uh, 320,000. Uh, that's a lot to pay for education. On the other hand, um, uh, you could have free tuition, have the federal government pay for it. Everything's free. Are you somewhere in between on uh, higher education uh, funding? Um, wh- wh- where do you stand? I believe that uh, uh, Americans should pay for their education, but we need to stop the great American ripoff. A higher education is stealing our money. Uh, most people are getting, remember, other than the, uh, the smartest, the brightest, the luckiest, or the well-connected, uh, most of us, once we get our education, we just got to get in line and get a job and, and, and try to work our way up, to f- maybe with a, a little more of a, a head start for the four years and the money that we spent. But, Roger, I'd like to explain it another way. I have five children, ages 15, 16, 17, 40, and 44. When my 44-year-old son went, son went to the College of the Holy Cross in 1995, the sticker price was $25,000. I have a 17-year-old daughter who's graduating and going to a fine liberal arts school. The sticker prices are now seventy dollars to $80,000. How did it go from 25000 to 80000 from my 44-year-old to my 17-year-old? And the answer is one of the reasons because the government's in the student lending business. It's inflationary. As long as people can borrow money from the government more than they can borrow from a private lender, what happens, Roger? What happens is that it gives no incentive for colleges and universities to price their products to what the middle class can actually afford to pay. They just feel we can just keep going. So basically, it's a form of perverse form of government grant. Uh, and two, um, this is the political part. If... Well, I already mentioned it. I think that colleges and universities got to make sure that we they support the uh, uh, First Amendment uh, and and not be uh, political. But back to the point, that's the, some of the things that we need to do because English, chemistry, um, history, uh, all these things. There's there's no great research that went into them, so there's no way that they should be priced above the uh, consumer price index, Roger. Alan Waters with us. I want to uh, ask you about. Um Roe versus Wade, uh, the Supreme Court, and so forth. Um, uh, as far as the issue is concerned, uh, um, um, I just want to ask you about the solution. Democrats are so upset that uh, because there's a conservative majority in the Supreme Court, that um, we should expand to 13, 14 members. How about 25 Supreme Court justices uh, and make them all Democrats uh, so that uh, the uh, agenda of the Supreme Court goes their way. So you can either take Roe versus Wade as an issue or whether, in fact, uh, uh, the Supreme Court uh, is a, a good um, a good setup the way that it is. Well, first of all, just think, uh, in order to be a social, uh, socialist liberal, uh, you know, you have to be a bully. It's all about doing whatever you can to try to change the way that the government is until you finally get your way. 
but let's just talk about what conservative justice means. It doesn't mean that uh, anything more than that you're just really interpreting the Constitution from an originalist standpoint. What did our founders mean? And so, uh, and that it's not something fluid and you just can't, uh, you know, whatever the uh, cop topic du jour is of the day that you can change it. But there's nothing in the Constitution that says abortion should be federalized. It's a state's matter. Push it back to the states and people can go crazy if they want. But in blue states like Rhode Island and Massachusetts, we don't expect abortion to go away. So what's your beef? You know, it depends on the state. Bring it back to local and your legislatures, and that's what should happen. Uh, but let's talk about the horror of it, Roger. As a black American, over 20 million black babies have been surgically aborted since 1973. The horror. That's genocide. And they make sure that Planned Parenthoods are always by poor neighborhoods, whether they're white neighborhoods, black neighborhoods, everybody, because I'm not separate. I believe we all should be together and we should stop stop pushing back on all these race issues because we're all one under the American flag. And that's the way that it works. And overall, over 60 million babies. And so, you know, at least be concerned about it. I mean, it's a sorrow. It's, it's supposed to be sorrow, but they're going to stand in front of the abortion clinics and say, you know what? This is where we draw our ground. And, you know, a lot of people don't feel that way. But I'm not talking about taking away women's rights, Roger. What I do want to tell you is that we have to find a way as American people to reduce the need for choice. And that's what I believe. How many members should be in the Supreme Court? Nine or 13? <laughs> Nine. Keep it that way. It works. Tomorrow on the Upfront program, you won't be here, but Ashley Kalis will. She's running for governor. One of the things I'll be asking her about is a Rhode Island issue, but this is really a national issue. And I'll be saying, Ashley, can you tell me how you feel about parental involvement in education? We have uh, really... Uh, um, off-the-wall state senator, Tierra Mack, um, and she's um, advocated uh, some strange um, philosophies about what we should be teaching children at what age. And I was just wondering, uh, because this is an issue in other states, so this is a federal issue and a state issue at the same time. Alan Waters, how do you feel about... um, parents having a say in what's being taught or is that all left to the smart intellectuals um what we've learned one of the perverse things that we've learned since the lockdowns of the uh, pandemic in the state of rhode island and across the nation is that when parents were home and they uh, learned uh, perhaps because their children were on laptops and doing uh, distance uh, learning with their uh, local uh, teacher that they discovered that things were being taught in the classrooms that wasn't the reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're talking about sexuality. They're talking about gender. They're talking about race. And uh, the perversion of uh, some of our politicians that want to talk about sexual pleasure in uh, grade school, please. That's supposed to be left to the parents, and it's, and it's wrong, and the people need to push back. But also, when you think about uh, uh, some of the people uh, uh, that are at the forefront in Rhode Island um, that, you know, down in South Kingston, when the school board uh, wants to sue a parent that just wants information so that in transparency, we know that it swung too far. So I'm asking people from Woonsocket uh, to Newport and Jamestown uh, to stand up and take their school boards back so at least that they're balanced. Uh, so I believe in transparency and parents matter and uh, we don't need to teach uh uh, some of these talks about racial issues and sex and gender fluidity. We don't need to teach that, Roger. Our kids can't even do their math and read right. Uh, we got some other things to work on in school other than that. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, since I did mention uh, Ashley Kalis coming tomorrow, candidate for governor, one of the issues that I'll be asking her about, how do you feel about her? Uh, I uh, I had a chance to play some sound bites from the uh, RIPEC forum of gubernatorial candidates the other day. I watched her uh, her little trailer on her website about what she stands for. 
And uh, she seems pretty articulate. How do you feel about her? Well, you know, uh, uh, I had a chance in late February to have coffee with her one-on-one. I want to know what she was all about. We had a chance to uh, uh, talk about who she was and as she was making her rounds, trying to uh, be known among the Republican Party. Now, I'm not a lifelong Republican nor a long-term member of the Rhode Island Republican, but she gave me that respect because she knows that I'm running for Congress. Uh, But let me tell you, I think that... uh, Let me digress for a minute. I want Republicans listening to this radio station to stop looking a gift horse in the mouth. Stop looking a gift horse in the mouth. There was no Rhode Island candidates that could could potentially run for governor. Step up. So this little lady comes in. Sure, she might be from Illinois. She said she lived in Rhode Island. She came back to Rhode Island. She certainly she made some money in the contracts. And you know what? Sometimes business goes good. Sometimes business goes bad. But the answer is here she is putting five hundred thousand dollars on the line so that she can help put the Republican agenda forward because Rhode Island needs change. Other than that, we're failing. We don't need Roger. We don't need any more political birthright mediocrity our state is sinking and it shouldn't it's so small it's so beautiful we and so ashley kalis is a breath of fresh air when every now and then we need a republican in the state house to right some of the wrongs that have been made for years now uh i don't i i think if we have a good memory when we did re you know uh, elect republican governors like uh Lincoln Allman and um, and also uh, Cassieri, uh, right? Right. Uh, did the state fall apart? I I don't recall that happening. Hey, we got a phone call, uh, and uh, what do you want to? Um, what do you want? Like to? Ask? I'm going to say this very quickly because my phone's going to die. Good. I wanted you last time. I've been waiting to hear from you, Mr. Waters. I'm. Uh, I like to say I'm. Um, independent or libertarian Mm. and i was very impressed by what you had to say because it made sense and you don't hear much of it i appreciate you coming uh today uh uh, to appear uh, at this radio station which i like to say it's a station that makes sense so uh, i'll listen to it but at any time uh and they may know me there i would more than then love working for you, number one. And uh, as far as there's a few I'm looking at right now, and both are women that I think have a little bit of a brain. Uh, because when I look at the other candidates, this is when depression sets in. So I, I, I appreciate you taking interest. Thank you. Everything Thank you, you said, so and I, I agreed with. I'm no spring chicken. Been around through many. many I'm no spring chicken anymore either, my my oh, lady. No. We are, and by the way, we're political soulmates. I'm a natural independent. You got to pick a party in order to win. And my values line up most with the Republican Party uh, and libertarian leaning. Absolutely, because you know what? I believe in freedom and liberty, and that is important. Thank you for your call. Thank Appreciate you it. very much. And put some numbers out there because there's some. I like to say. Uh, libertarians out there that are going for the cause and not the party. Okay, thank you. Give yourself a plug, uh, Mr. Uh, Alan Waters, uh, like uh, how can people reach you, how can they write you, how can they email you, all all that tech stuff. Oh, very good. So much. Again, Alan Waters uh, for Congress in the 1st Congressional District, Republican. Because we need some more Republicans in the state of Rhode Island, no doubt about it. Uh, Alan, rwaters.com. If you want to send me an email, Info, I-N-F-O at AllenRWaters.com. If you want to leave me a message, uh, call my landline. It's actually in my house, 401-521-5277. I'll get it, and I will get back to you. And we are growing. This is a grassroots effort, and we need volunteers holding signs, knocking on doors. And uh, please, if you can send us $5 or 50 uh, you can do it online and, or send me an email at info at alanrwaters.com, and I'll send you an envelope because that's how we're going to be boots on the ground and a little bit of money. Stimulus money. Let me read from David Cicilline's uh, website here. Uh, the uh, global pandemic, unprecedented public health crisis. David has been at the forefront of the nation's response and recovery efforts. 
And then, uh, part of this question, before I give you the microphone, is that uh, there's millions of dollars for money to be spent out there. The latest one from President Biden is to bring the Internet to uh, people who can't afford the Internet. Although I can't think of a poor person. I see homeless people in Woonsocket. They're all connected to the Internet. They're all walking around with free Obama phones. But anyway, the point is that that's how they want to spend the stimulus money, too, is to bring um, what they call connectivity. And uh, Cicilline had a big news release about this. He joins President Biden in trying to expand the uh, Internet um, to um, everybody, 100% of the population, with stimulus money. Anyway, here's... um, Alan Waters on stimulus money and what he thinks of the issue. The reason, one of the reasons, one, not all of the reasons, one of the reasons gas prices have reached their highest average level in history. And it costs more at the grocery store and the restaurants and everywhere else. Inflation. What does, how does that happen? One of the biggest reasons is a dollar bill is a commodity. And if you print a lot of it, and you borrow money to print more of them, you will devalue them. And so the tax and spend, tax borrow and spend politics of Joe Biden and David Cicilline finally have come home to roost because they're spending money that we didn't earn through revenue. They're printing money. And when you do that, uh, ultimately it catches up with us and people are going to suffer. And uh, just the fact that a lot of these people also had this terrible lockdown, locking down people, locking down businesses. And now you have supply chain issues. Um, The stock market's starting to react negatively. This is why we need change. And David Cicilline is one of the most quiet congressmen because of the things that matter most. Ask yourself. What has David Cicilline done for the people of Rhode Island? And uh, get back to me. Uh, The list will be short. Okay. Thank you. Uh, One of our uh, radio emailers says, good morning, Roger and Mr. Waters. About time somebody steps up to the plate and challenges Mr. Cicilline, also known as the grandstander against uh, President Trump for four years and Nancy Pelosi puppet. Please continue to get your word out. I be assured you have, um, and be assured you have my vote. I'm confident there are many out there who support you. This is a place, there is a place in my yard for you. Good luck for your campaign. She even signs her name. I'll forward her information on to you, Mr. Waters. Yeah, I guess uh, having a few signs around town won't hurt you either, right? Oh, that's right. So please, uh, again, uh Call us, uh, 401-521-5277, info at alanrwaters.com. Let me know if you'd like a sign. But also, let me know if you want to hold a sign, because we're coming up to Winsocket and Cumberland and Lincoln. We're coming up here. We, You know, on a Saturday morning, I'd love to be at 99 and uh, up there with CVS with our signs out and saying, Alan Waters for Congress. Uh, when we spend an hour, that sends a big message across our small state and in the north, uh, the northlands of Rhode Island, because uh, that will scare the heck out of uh, the Democrats because uh, the, in the power. Because you know what? There's Democrats that have given me money and there's Democrats that have support me because there's a lot of uh, conservative to moderate Democrats uh, that know uh, that their party is chasing the radical left and taking the Democratic Party down into the, down the toilet. So uh, uh, they need somebody with common sense and traditional values and um, they're going to vote. Ah, they're going to vote for Alan Waters. I feel it. We'll wrap it up in a moment, but I want to tell you today is Tuesday. That means they're fresh, they're delicious. Those Italian grinders from the Woonsocket Elks Lodge every Tuesday from 10 to 1. You get them in the parking lot. You drive up, you give them $7. These are huge grinders. And they'll give you a grinder. $14, they'll give you two. Order ahead if you'd like more than that, 762-1148. Elks every Tuesday. Grinders. Check it out. 
And also for lunch today, sit down dining at the Roast House. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Hey, uh, what are you doing for lunch today, huh? Uh, well, we've got uh, some nice traces over at the Roast House restaurant in Blackstone, and uh, maybe uh, you're going to enjoy one of my favorites, the tuna melt. Uh, it's a tuna salad melt for $8.99, bread buttered and grilled, and then stuffed with tuna salad, a lot of it too. With American cheese, I always ask for uh, provolone. And uh, your choice of one side, I always have their homemade coleslaw and a deli pickle spear. We are... The Roast House in Blackstone, Massachusetts, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to have you in there. We'll be open at eleven thirty this morning. Okay, back to it. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now let's get back to the panel. Mr. Waters, are you still here? Or are you going home? Oh, I'm still here. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Hey, we're running out of time. We just want to get a quick caller in, at least a, a hello from this person, and maybe a quick topic, and then your final words. Hello. Yes. Yep. Yes. Could, could you repeat your phone number again? You went too fast sure, for Sure, we'll do that. Thank you. We'll take care I of that. I appreciate it very much, and good luck. All right, thank you. Phone number one more time, Mr. Waters. Area code 401, uh, Jackson 5277. That's 401-521-5277. Uh, I'm old enough to remember Jackson. Take care. All right, and I... <laughs> and so do I. And... Um, so, I don't know, uh, we didn't cover Veterans Affairs, uh, I, I probably didn't cover a few things, so maybe i just uh, turn it over to you. Uh, what, what's your message to uh, the Woonsocket, uh, Cumberland, Lincoln, North Midfield? Well, actually, uh, yeah, um, um, not in Boroughville, uh, that's uh, the second district, but what are your, what's your message to the first congressional district voters? Um, we need change, we need people that want to grow the economy. Uh, we want some common sense solutions. Uh, we want to be able to do things in balance. Even if we are, are concerned of chi- uh, climate change, we know that trying to put a bunch of cars on the electrical grid is not going to work. Uh, we need to bring up nuclear and things like that. But I also want to know, every time I come here, Roger, I see a policeman in the parking lot. I support the blue. I support the Woonsocket Police, the Cumberland Police, the Lincoln Police, the Providence Police, all the police uh, men. And But also I support those veterans because when you put yourself in front of me and our enemies, uh, you are blessed. And we want to make sure that uh, they're taken care of from health care to mental health care, etc. So it's a shame sometimes that the America uh, people, the, the government, uh, doesn't uh, do all the things that they should have did uh, without a fight. So uh, I'm behind you and you know uh, that's it. So vote for me if you're looking for traditional values, common sense solutions, grow the economy, protect our American culture and values, and protect the American people, Roger. Alan, we are out of time. It goes by fast, huh, when you're having a good time? <laughs> and we'll see you um, next time around uh, before uh, before Election Day in November. Alan Waters joining us. Where are you going from here? You, you, do you do like door-to-door campaigning and is that too old-fashioned? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, that's the way I'm going to win, especially in the city of Providence. Republicans get about 5 uh, to 10% of the vote. If I get to, uh, 25 or 30% of the vote in Providence by knocking on them doors and people seeing me, I'm from Providence. I'm there. That's how we're going to win, Roger. Thank you, and we will see you next time around, and we'll see you tomorrow. With another uh, candidate, this time for governor. Bye-bye. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. Ah.